tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Out of paper, out of stock, there's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs, or Dunder Mifflin, the people purchase paper, people Dunder Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and I am one-eighths proud of you, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jaynes, head barista at Dwight's Caffeine Corner. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I own a one-eighth share in a rental property down in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I'm one-eighths proud of you. He did there it, Sean. Stole my thunder. <laughs> we never, we never plan these together, so we like to no. surprise and each I other. Usually and I usually have every a, now and then. I usually got another, another bullet in the chamber in case you'd use mine up. But uh, Hank's pretty slim pickings out there. So, <laughs> well, I am one eighth proud of you too, Alex. Actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, actually, wait, I do have another one. Sorry, tee me up again. Okay, okay. And with us is always our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Well, let me finish. All right, yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <That's the whole> <laughs> thing. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll cover our main topic. Uh, then we'll head to the conference room for some voicemails. And then we'll end the show with the results of our costume oh, yes. contest. You yes. know, yeah. Very yeah. exciting. We got a bunch of submissions. We, we've chose one. And I'll say now, just to plug this, at the front of the show, which mm-hmm. is the winner will receive a piece of merch from our brand new store, MSPCStore.com, right. where you can buy our show merch. Right now, we just got uh, mugs with all of our character drawings on it, a uh, full cast mug, and we have a sweatshirt and a t-shirt. So that's it for now, but it's enough to satisfy you for now. Uh, we hope so. The mugs look great. We just got I just got mm-hmm. one in today. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, what. What is it again? What's the MSPCStore.com. Nice. That's it. That. And again, we're going to be giving the winner of this costume contest uh, at the end of the show. We'll be sending them a sweater. Yeah. Special thanks to everyone who submitted their costume. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all our artwork hey. that is on that merch. Thank you for listening. We. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I was kidding. ready to. I'm just kidding. I was oh, ready that's to, it. That's the end. That's I was right. ready to. No, no, no. Take the show. Okay. Out. What no, are we talking no, about no. today? No, no, no. We're gonna. We have a main topic for today, and that topic is Hank Doyle. That's right, Hank Doyle, aka Chief, aka Elliot, and aka <laughs> Dorpheus. If you have seen, if you know, you know. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> Hank Doyle, the security guard at uh, at the Scranton uh, Business Park, uh, played by Hugh Dane. Rest in peace to Hugh yeah. Dane. Passed away back in 2018. Um, had a had, has a pretty successful acting career. I mean, you know, obviously, I think you know his biggest role is is Hank. 
uh, in the office, but he's he's done uh, quite a few great TV shows. He's been on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He was on Boy Meets World, Friends, Sister Sister, Monk. Uh, he was in Wet Hot American Summer, the first day of camp. Uh, he's been in some great movies like uh, uh, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, Hugh Dane. Um, we miss you, man. Uh, thank you for. Uh, for doing such a great job as Hank for being so funny. What was he uh, in Wet Hot First Day of Camp? I, he's a judge, and I don't actually, I'm, oh, you know, I, I do okay. my research on Wikipedia here. But I, <laughs> gotcha. but, <laughs> yeah, okay, no, I got it, I got it. I, uh, but uh, yeah, he is, he is a, a judge in Wet Hot American Summer. Of um, uh, but uh, but yeah, Hank, uh, we just wanted to we want to you know we're we're giving every character a chance on this podcast. No no character is too small, no role too small. If the Vance Refrigeration guys can get an episode. <laughs> so can Hank, and so can you. One of the uh, fun angles of doing this show is the fact that we can like look under, like examine every little piece of uh, of the ensemble of the environment of the of the office itself. Um, and Hank is such a fun sort of character in the ensemble he's he's only brought out from time to time and there are so many episodes where he's credited and he doesn't even have any lines he's just in the mm -hmm. background um but he's a really great comedic presence uh and we wanted to carve out a little episode for him not much lumbar support <laughs> uh yeah i going back through hank's scenes they're all so funny like i uh i mean uh his his first introduction in the show is actually a deleted scene um, from Halloween where Michael tries to fire Hank and, uh, and Hank uh, informs him that he can't fire him. He works for the building. Uh, <laughs> you can watch it in the super fan episode. Uh, it, yeah. it, it is cut in there. And uh, they say, um, my, Michael's trying for, he's like, get your pepper spray ready. He says, who is it? And I don't know yet. And then, uh, <laughs> he says, do you work for us or do you work for the building? He says, yeah, I work for the building. Uh, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, when you need Hank, you need Hank. Uh, mm -hmm. That's sort of his... He's He comes in for very specific situations. He only actually carries out security measures a couple times. Uh, that I mean, at least when we actually see it. But I'd say that he, what makes Hank so interesting to me is he's a character in the in the whole fabric of the show... Who truly has no allegiance to anyone, nor does he have any stakes in any of <laughs> yeah. the characters' lives. He comes neutral. in, he's the most neutral ingredient you could add into the cocktail of this show. Because he's like, he doesn't care what anyone thinks about him. He's not trying. Even, even when like Michael goes on a sales call or we meet tiny characters out in the world, they generally have some interest in what's going on when they interact with an office character. They want something from them or they need something. Not Hank. He's completely neutral, uh, which makes him interesting. I think, uh, too, like, Hank, his his appearances are spaced out in a way that I think is really interesting. Like, you know, he, his first intro is in that, that Halloween episode in season two mm -hmm. or that deleted scene. You know, uh, I mean, I'm just going through his different credits, but, like, he doesn't appear in every season. He doesn't appear at any sort of regular interval. He appears mm. the most in season seven, I think when the ensemble is kind of at its fullest. And 
he just comes in for just these little moments whenever they need him. Um, he's almost like uh, he reminds me a little bit of a character in like The Simpsons or 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 Thirty Rock or another another show like that where they just come in for the tiniest little yes. uh, scenes, but they can have a big impact. And Hank, in some of his scenes, he doesn't even say anything. Totally. And in in like The Simpsons or a case like that, he he'd be a character that another person who voices a ton of other characters just also does. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. He's not even enough to have, but because it's live action, of course, you need your own actor. But I feel like he's such a small character. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to to sum him up. And I mean, he, you know, he 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 does play a role in some uh, a couple of plot points, not many, but they give him some stuff to do. In terms of the way that he enters the show, so obviously we have that deleted scene that you mentioned, Sean. But the other one is in drug testing when yeah he gives Dwight the. Dwight is awarded the, uh, I don't have the quote in front of me, but the corporal, or he deputizes Dwight with a little <laughs> plastic badge, and Dwight is so uh, is so happy to get, receive the honor. But again, mm. he reads I'll have to bring my bow staff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't but, think so. <laughs> that's the thing. So many of Hank's line reads are so flat. They're not super animated. They're not super yeah. uh, excited. And that that's part of the, the comedy that he brings to the show, is that like... Beyond not having an allegiance, he's totally disinterested. He's very real. He's a checked out security guard. Start your day with a blast of blueberry or try playing. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's like, have a little pizzazz. Hey, come on, buddy. Uh, I mean, it is funny how flat he, his delivery can be, but I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a scene that he's in where he doesn't do something funny. Mm-hmm. Or say something, have a funny response, or have some attitude. <laughs> well, and and that's his funniness comes from the fact that we expect a character in his situation to do certain things, and he doesn't do them, and that's why it's funny. Is he just doesn't care, or yeah. or or when we expect him to not care at all, he actually does. Uh, like when he comes up for, on the chair versus copier debate, you know, and he's like, he kind of settles into that. And we'll get to that scene because it's a big one for Hank. But before we, I wanted to bring this up, which is. In drug testing, we learned that Hank's last name is Tate. Well, I don't know about yeah. you guys. I thought his name, last oh. name was Tate for the longest time. Uh, huh. Even yeah, up until right. doing this episode, you're like, oh, right. I guess it's technically Doyle, but his name tag says Tate for quite a while before mm. the uh, me and we see we see him at, at Crime Aid doing his song. In the drug testing episode, it very clearly says Tate on the name tag on the jacket. Yes. Uh, but later when we see the CD, it says Hank Doyle is the blues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, actually, you guys are right. Yeah, uh, even on Wikipedia, he's credited as Hank Tate. So <laughs> I know, and even later uh, in the show, <laughs> he's, it says Tate again after they've changed uh, his name to Doyle. So perhaps, perhaps Hank Doyle is just his uh, is stage just name? his stage name. Could be. Mm. Yeah, like he actually Gosh, he actually well, made that album, and he just had a few copies they brought to set. <laughs> hmm. hmm. That is such a fun, de- like such a great little detail. The Hank blues music. I know. I know. <laughs> Hank Doyle is the blues. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great piece of memorabilia to have an album. It's just one of those little CDs. Yeah, I mean, it'd be easy to make, but that's uh, the thing. It'd be easy. yeah. It's just it's, it's like the little thin, <laughs> like when you would burn cases. CDs at home. That that yeah. and the hunted. Oh, Boy, yeah. <laughs> here's a problem that no one kids will never understand which is when you'd break one of the little plastic teeth that held in oh, the insert wow. on a cd Forgot and so you'd that. open and it would kind of flop out and it was always really annoying and you wanted it to just slide in those little teeth just nice <laughs> yep and it would mm-hmm. break <laughs> cd wouldn't stay flush in there so you'd, you'd miss the little teeth ah. cd problems huh <laughs> yeah yeah dating ourselves here yeah. 
Uh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> you would not believe what they do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hank, you know, after those first two moments, I think his next appearance is uh, in Night Out when he's called to to the rescue. And they even have the scene where, where Jim, does anyone know the security guard's name? Toby just has him in his phone, a security guard home. And Creed mm-hmm. gets it right. Hank, his name is Hank. His name is Hank. Yeah. Uh, Jim's um, like, no, it's not Hank. Like, what is it? <laughs> who do <It's> I? Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Who do I? Who do I have here? Who Who do I? Who do I got? Who do I got? Yeah. Hey, um, Chief. That's. Yep. I mean, that's like the beauty of having such like a, a, an ensemble character that's set kind of in the real world. That you don't have to go to him to be silly all the time. You can go to him as as the opposite of that. Like, mm-hmm. if, if everything else in the office environment with the the cast and and the show is is truly ridiculous, then it is it is equally funny. To play to a serious presence, I'd be there if you. St- <laughs> he's like, if you stopped interrupting me, put my damn socks on. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's put on my damn socks. He's a perfect yeah. impartial just backdrop for the characters mm-hmm. to like toss stuff <laughs> off of. As as also very evidenced in Blood Drive when like Michael wakes up from this like woman he <laughs> believes is a perfect woman for him, and he wakes yeah. up and it's Hank. It's it's just the ultimate person to have there in place. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> and Hank Hank has the perfect response. What? <laughs> what like, a perfectly appropriate response to being mistaken for this uh, mystery woman at the blood drive yeah. <laughs> i think another funny thing about hank is the physicality like he is uh i saw somewhere that he's listed as six foot six it's a really oh, wow you didn't, he's a very tall actor and he like has that presence on screen um and like it it just really really stands out as a as a security guard as someone who's literally above the fray when it comes to uh, when it comes to the office, but there's something to that. I re- I really love how tall he is, especially oh, compared to Michael when he kicks Michael out or like he's brought in to escort Michael out. Yeah. Um, Come he's, on, he's man. That much, yeah, he's that much taller than Michael. Yeah. Dang, I Hank, s- please escort Charles out of the building. <laughs> Come on, man. He's just like <laughs> I ah man. I'm so mad. I'm I'm so mad. I meant to. I think I did isolate the, uh, they're both, they were both tall guys. I meant to isolate that. <laughs> what a perfect time to use it, but I failed. I failed. Damn it. Um, <sighs> but yeah, Hank, Hank just comes up in these little moments. It's always, he's always a welcome presence. Um, always. Yeah. Did anyone invite Hank up here? That's in the surplus. Mm-hmm. Did anyone, did anyone call Hank up here? Is there a security problem? You know, I hustled up the stairs. You know, I hustled up. The, yeah. He's, yeah. he's not enthusiastic about his job. Uh, he's, he's just clearly has settled for this job and he does it, um, at the Scranton business park. I can't imagine. I mean, like the, what are the, the biggest security things that we've ever seen happen there, uh, would be what Frank in the parking lot when he takes out, goes after yeah. Pam, you know, it's like. Frank in the parking lot, and then uh, Dwight shooting fake a gun. Fire. Dw- yeah, yeah well, the gun. Dwight's yeah, done fake a bunch fire. of stuff. Which yeah. is great, because Hank kind of treats Dwight a little differently than everyone else, because he knows he's an actual wild he's an actual wild cannon a little bit, security-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, he brings weapons to work. He organizes <laughs> his Knights of the Night there. Like, if you're Hank, if anyone in that building is someone you need to keep your eye on, it's Dwight. And it's the very person who then buys the building. Which is great. It's like when Dwight talks about bringing in his potato gun. Yeah. Can you imagine if I were deranged? <laughs> I know. Well, that I mean, it starts with the bow staff right away. You know, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, he's not someone security likes. No. I mean, we should talk about the surplus because I think sequentially that's his. Oh well, it's one of his next uh, appearances. 
Um, it's a big it, one. It, it, before the surplus is goodbye, Toby, where he's just brought in to escort Toby out of the building. And Michael really? says, it's, cor- it's a corporate policy. Toby says, it's not. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Toby knows. Yeah. That's he his know, job to he know. knows that it's not a corporate policy. And then Michael's like, well, you could take something. And Hank's like, I don't think he's going to take anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but when we go to the surplus again, no has a camera here. <laughs> Are you, is there a part two to that that you're gonna no, play? No, no. Well, I, <laughs> I just like that one on its own. Uh, but in the surplus, they bring up Hank, and again, uh, where Hank is serious when the rest of the office is not. Michael starts to explain what a surplus is. And Hank just, I know what a surplus is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even yeah. in that, I, like, I like that too. That I think it's very re- realistic that. Uh, Hank would have an opinion or a thought about copiers because you, you imagine and chairs because like Hank is probably the person who receives Dunder Mifflin Business Park mail at that mm. door when the mailman comes in and he probably just sits there thumbing through office supply catalogs in his spare time because right. he's got nothing to do so <laughs> he's, he's probably does know a ton about chairs and a ton about copiers at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> makes sense well there's that moment where he like uh, they're like Michael says I will. Hank's decision will be the final decision, and we yes. will resolve this issue. Issue. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. For Hank. That. Hank starts to take some candy. They're like, yeah, yeah, as much as you want. He's like, all right, it's warm up here. You know. Yeah. Warm up yeah. here. I know. He he totally mm. takes that little bit of power. <laughs> he settles into the role. He's he's very. He really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like very. It's very similar to when um, Kevin and Angela are talking. What do I want? Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> Like, no, you gotta say something. You sudden. gotta say something. Yeah, he's got. He's really owning the moment. And then Everyone Michael is listening. To me. <laughs> Michael says, "Okay, get out." <laughs> Just sends him out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I love to see I love to see Hank come out of his shell a little bit. Uh, it's it's probably at that moment in the surplus. Uh, certainly in Crime Aid, uh, when he uh, performs his <laughs> blues music. Mm-hmm. Just me and the blues. <laughs> um, but then uh, I, I also love Hank uh, when uh, uh, in the episode with the magician. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> Hank just has maybe one of his best moments in the whole show. Ma'am, I got my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> the sleepiest line. He's just not even looking up from his magazine. He's Enter like, Dan oh, left. Hmm. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Magician, wait, you don't think he used... Ma- <gasps> Couldn't have been Matt. Pam's <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, wait a minute. Let's go. You said he was a magician. <laughs> yeah, I, like, he just doesn't care at all. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, and like, if you're, if you're Hank and you've seen these people do all these things over all these years, and one of the one day they're like, what, what is it today? Now they're waiting, worried about a magician who's going to come into the building. I like Hank <laughs> can't care about that, you know. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's not and like I he bet- has cause to even stop a person. Like, like no. it's so funny. And I imagine there's that conversation where Pam says, "Hank, if a magician comes in, you need to let me know. You need to try to stop him." Mm. And Hank would say something like, "Are they a security threat?" Pam would say, "Well." No, not really, mm-hmm. but it, and then Hank just all right. Why would Hank bother after that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not. He's your, not. Yeah, he's not a doorman. Yeah. No, he's no. just a security guard. No, he's Soon, a security guard for the premises. 
Soon you'll be on your feet, like Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Enjoy that chair for now. I, um, uh, another moment where it kind of comes out of his shell is in PDA in season seven, where the mm. Andy and Aaron have uh, they're doing the scavenger hunt that Gabe has laid out for them, and mm. the clue in the closet is eat it, Hanks. And mm-hmm. she's like, one Aaron special, please. And he says, here's your bottle of sparkling cider. And Aaron says, that's my favorite. And Hank says, I'm not supposed to tell you to enjoy a mid-hunt break. And, uh, oh, and look for a heart or some shit in the break room when you're through. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy a mid-hunt break. <laughs> well, that's the thing about him is for all the stuff he does put up with, he is involved in things from time to time that he seems to kind of so it breaks up the monotony of his job, I'm sure. Something like mm-hmm. that. So he does put up with stuff. He plays along just as much as he needs to and nothing more. The I mean, most, is, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think the most passionate, though, you ever see, Hank, <laughs> about anything is is the skateboarders yes. in season nine. And the whale. Who we don't meet. But uh, <laughs> yes, yes. it's Jim is Jim is trying to have a, a, a phone meeting with um, investors for athlete and he leans up against Meredith's van and the alarm starts going off and Hank just comes right out of the building. It's <laughs> like is that those skateboarders again. <laughs> those punks show yourselves. <laughs> and he's like this ends now. <laughs> this ends now. I That's love one that of the best just an epic rivalry yeah. going on. <laughs> Hank and the skateboarders. In the, <laughs> I would, I would have Mer- loved Meredith right on his heels with a baseball bat. <laughs> Jim, who went after my van? <laughs> what you know? In a weird, in a funny way, and this is not a topic that pertains to Hank per se, but the idea that Jim is having a hard time calling into a meeting—that's in a weird way—that's one thing that doesn't hold up now because with everyone being so remote. How many times have Mm. people called into meetings from different places? True. um, Yeah. Oh, you know, this happened to me the other day because I was driving around. Did you run into the skateboarders? I had to to call into a Zoom meeting, and it was just like, uh, and it was a a big pain in the butt. And then I leaned up against a van, and an alarm went off. And (laughs) (laughs) This ends now. This ends. Can can we get that as a drop? For, yeah, uh, sure. for future episodes, I sure, thought about I sending it to you beforehand, but I yeah. it's it's gonna have a car alarm going off in the background. But it's <laughs> true. true. Can you isolate that? I'll do my best, guys. Yeah, sure. computer, in the lab. Zoom, enhance. I'll, yeah. I'll put that much effort into my sound production for this show. Yeah, sure. Okay, thanks, bud. <laughs> uh, uh, other Hank, did we? Have, we I mean, the nearly is, every well, Hank. The crowning oh, oh, achievement yeah. for Hank is the Matrix cold open. And it's so unfortunate oh, yes, that it got cut for time yeah. where Hank plays Dorpheus, the brother of mm, Morpheus. Of <laughs> and one of my favorite moments is when Jim and Pam are there saying, Hank is so good on his feet. <laughs> I knew I knew he would kill it. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. so good in the moment. Yes. Yeah. He really does such a good job because Hank is such an unassuming character to be mm. revealed as Dorpheus, to take Dwight to the back and offer him the red pill or the blue pill. Like, he really, really does such a good job of uh, of playing that role and totally going against his own type. And I, yeah. I like that they save that for the finale in that it just that's if you do that, that's the last time you can use Hank. Like, that's the last thing you could do with Hank, because I feel yeah. like after if you see Hank again and he's his old sour self after that episode, you'd be like, come on, you did the whole Morpheus thing with Jim. Like, no mm-hmm. way you'd be that. You'd feel that way. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, it was good timing. But yes, unfortunately, cut. There's a lot of good stuff. It seems like they cut. Oh I, yeah. If I was if I was Hugh mm-hmm. Dane, I'd be bummed uh, for a lot of reasons. But mainly oh, because they cut I, my I stuff. You know, I know. I was when, just thinking that when uh, Michael says goodbye to him and goodbye Michael, there was a whole nother. He had Hank on his list. Uh, yeah, yeah. They do the yeah. goodbye, and I think it was supposed to just be. It's a scene of them arguing over the tip that Michael gives Hank, and Michael <laughs> begrudgingly accepts that as his goodbye. He's like, you know what? <laughs> that makes sense. That that's Checks how I say off. goodbye to Hank. <laughs> uh, I think uh, there's just another moment that we got to mention too, where a time when Hank doesn't care about his job, and it's just uh, Stairmageddon. Just sitting at the front desk as Dwight <laughs> drags Stanley <laughs> past him, just waves with a cup of coffee. Hank is amazing as like sort of a sounding board where he either either reacts or he doesn't react. So that's yeah. a really great moment where he doesn't react. Yeah. Michael and Holly in um, I think it's in the seminar when they uh, that you know for the in the entire run of the show have we ever talked about Mykonos. Uh, of course, yeah. He's I'm up. sure that we have, but yes. I, yeah, it felt like something we haven't talked about in a very long time, if, yeah. if, if that is the case. But like they like they say, Holly says, we have to go try this on someone. And who do they go to? They go to Hank. <laughs> Hank is the guy that they, the neutral party they go to try this on. Yeah. <laughs> he will resolve this issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> issue. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's like one of my favorite. I, I feel like that's one of my favorite moments in the whole show. Mm-hmm. No, no more, more brain damage. <laughs> yeah. It's a very strong coffee with uh, milk from a goat. It's like not even a Greek accent. Like it's just, it's just no, I know. Not at all. I mean, Michael's accents never match up with this. <laughs> and the, the Michael pulling the shirt collar over his like jacket lapel. That's mm-hmm. the only difference. Uh, By the way, that yeah, and that voice is uh, pretty much his Despicable Me character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Grand Strangler. I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Hank is just such a good, he's just such a good little presence in the office. He's, he's and so, He's so consistent. And as far mm. as like this episode, trying to go through his, his acting credits and trying to find the Hank scenes in every episode, even when, because a lot of them, he doesn't have a speaking role. He's just there. And right. so that's like, that was a fun uh, little like Easter egg trying to find all those moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please let us know if we if we missed any uh, any favorite Hank moments of yours. If you're listening, huh. uh, but yeah, I think we can move on to our conference room since we got some some voicemails to get into. Yeah, shout we'll... out to Hank, R.I.P. Hugh Dane. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with our conference room right after the short break. This episode is brought to you by Raycon. It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, especially because today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day. Raycon wireless earbuds. One thing that has become a daily routine, or daily if I can manage, is uh, is a walk. It's, it's a way to break up the working routine, especially with working at home. It's good to get up, get a breath of fresh air, take a walk, listen to some music, listen to a podcast. Uh, and for me, using the everyday earbuds from Raycon has be, has been a staple. They're, they're absolutely fantastic to use. The battery life lasts forever. Uh, and I can't imagine that sort of routine without. With seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. The audio quality is amazing, comparable to what you get from other premium brands except Raycon starts at half the price. The new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds as best with just the right amount of bass. Pure mode for podcast listening, blues, instrumental, 
balance mode for rock or heavy metal and bass mode for hip hop, EDM and reggae. You might need to try the three of them and then come back to us with what kind of mode would be good. I wonder what mode Dwight would use to listen to Cats in the Cradle before trying to use Jim's baby to steal his desk. Well, he would take off the head, the headphones and then rig it, kick you. Uh, but Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. There's also a built-in mic so you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. So this holiday season, get them something they can use for calls or music, for work or play, at home or on the go, or pick up a pair for yourself. Trust me, you're going to use them every day. Go to buyraycon.com slash Scott today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash Scott to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Scott. Let's say your company has to replace a one in a million employee, like Sean Roney. How will you find them? You don't need luck. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own. To find quality candidates, Indeed can help you hire the right people right now, and they partner with you on every step of the hiring process. So you can find talent with the skills that you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. One of the things that I like about, well, a couple things I like about Indeed, let me tell you. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. And with Indeed assessments, you can reduce your hiring time by 12%. 12%, Sean. 12%. <laughs> Are you guys replacing me? In court, in court, if we did, Show me that farm. If we did, we could do it 12% faster. Show me that farm. <laughs> According to Indeed data worldwide. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job at indeed.com slash scott get a 75 dollar credit at indeed.com slash scott again indeed.com slash scott offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed a need for tweed a need for tweed right now right now conference room topic hope hurry let's go All righty, folks, we've got another batch of voicemails here for you. Thank you to everyone who has called in. We get so many. Yes. You guys are wonderful. Um, couple ground rules again, just in case yours didn't get played. I, if I'm when I look through the voicemails, I'm pretty much looking. If it's not, if it's not under ninety seconds, I got. I, I keep moving on. Again, I'm listening to them, um, but we don't play them on the show if they're under ninety seconds. So just a heads up. If they're over ninety seconds, sorry. Yes, if they're oh, sorry. If they're over ninety <laughs> seconds, a minute and a half. I just kind of, I, I, I automatically, uh, as I'm going through all the voicemails, it just, I, I move them to the side. So if you don't want to be in that pile that I move to the side, uh, keep it, keep it, keep it brief. And, and if you, and if you have to do two takes, don't, don't, don't worry. Other people do that too. Oh yes. If you need to like send one in, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, what, a, what gets a lot of people over the 90 second mark unfortunately is all the kind words at the beginning to us which is like <laughs> I, I love it it's so nice it warms my heart but it, it it burns about 30 seconds sometimes and then they get to the question and then it's suddenly it's two two and a half minutes Aww, so we love the kind words you could send us a separate one and then just call back and then just ask the question uh in a second voicemail even that would help so anyway that being said 
Uh, let's get into today's. We had such good. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to people that called in. Um, we got a lot of. We got some Ted Ted Lasso uh, imploring us to do Ted Lasso season two. Nice. Um, we got big news on that, which we're not going to get into on this episode. But you can look. <laughs> you <just did. laughs> well, the big the big news is not that we're going to do it. We, we are going to do it, but it's how we'll do it. But that mm. that remains mm. to be uh, that remains to be shared. But yes, Alex is going to burn a little CD, and then one of the teeth will break, <laughs> and he'll mail it to you. Uh, it's going to be so charming. Uh, but yes, you know, the Ted Pot. There will be more. Uh, there will be more biscuits with the boss. So don't you worry. But that that'll be coming later. Uh, we had someone who has been listening to our show while they're doing all their wedding planning and they're going crazy. And I felt such kinship uh, nice. to this person because I'm doing the exact same thing right now. Uh, wedding kinda. Wedding kinda. We've been asked also to, yet again to do a talking heads draft, so that'll have to be in the in the queue. Okay. Um, someone called us at you 3 a.m. You ask yourself, how did I get... Sorry. I know, the talking dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'll oh. take Naive Melody, first pick. <laughs> done. Psycho killer. It's going off yeah. the board. Yeah. Uh, we had someone call us at like 3 a.m. when they woke up in the middle of the night and could, couldn't get back to sleep. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. All sorts of stuff. So uh, we appreciate all that stuff, but let's one get time, into... Yeah, go ahead. One time, I'm sorry to take up more time. Do one it. time, we, I think we received a call while we were recording. We were all confused about oh, yeah. what it was and we realized eventually that yes. it was that somebody was calling us to leave a voicemail but none of us have been like that's right on the account when the like active on online with that particular yeah account when the call came in so one of these days i pray and hope that we will be able to receive a call live and talk yeah. to whomever it is if, if yeah. we do i'll if we do i'll patch it through and we'll just yeah. take it be a miracle so if you but, if you can guess when we record and you call us, we'll <laughs> all of that is to say do. just all of that is to say just keep calling. We, we love you. So yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into these voicemails. Uh, let's start here. Oh, let's start with Ian. Hi, this is Ian from Little Rock, Arkansas. I've been listening to y'all's podcast for a while now. I just got to say, y'all are doing some great work. I love the show, so please That's keep awesome. doing what you're doing. Thank you. Um, on like a cross-country road trip right now, and so your show's really getting me going, and I appreciate y'all for that. Um, I know y'all talked guy. about like big episodes, big moments on The Office, and I was just wondering if y'all had opinions on some of like the smaller scale episodes, or what you would consider to be like the most toned-down, mundane episode of The Office. Something that's not super exciting, but you still love it, because it's The Office, and it's just showing kind of like their day-to-day jobs and where something isn't always happening, you know? So I'm not sure if that would make a good episode, but I think it'd be interesting to hear about. So keep up the great work and thanks for everything you guys are doing. I appreciate it. See ya. Thank you, Thank Ian. you, Much Ian. appreciated. Appreciate uh, you calling. Of course. Uh, mu- mundane favorite. What's the most mundane episode of The Office is the question. Yeah, I-, I think we should cut off season one. Okay. Or is that okay. too harsh? No, no. I just feel like it's no, you can do that. all the picks would be from season one, right? You know, I mean, my mind goes to things like, uh, like bring your daughter to work day feels mm. like a mellow episode. Really? Interesting. Maybe not. You Maybe en- not. You have, you have kid energy in that one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know. I mean, um, Hmm. I mean, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Stick to your guns if you want, but <laughs> it's hard with, with Michael Scott. Everything's everything's big. Yeah, no small moments with that guy. 
I mean, certainly the energy, I mean, and we've talked about this so many times, but the, certainly like the energy and the pace uh, really pick up in seasons like seven, eight, nine, and and the jokes are just constant. And, you know, we've really gotten to know the whole ensemble. So everybody's, uh, everybody's character is, is a lot more vibrant. Mm. Uh, but let I, gosh, I got, uh, how about performance review in season two? Oh yeah, that's uh, a yeah. Big one. That's yes, that's a, a very call. that's a perfect example. Yeah, the big dynamic is that it's right after the client, so it's Michael trying to figure out where he stands with Jan. Yep, and Dwight and Pam convincing Dwight that it's Friday instead of Thursday. Mm-hmm. So like that that seems pretty mundane to me, or a pretty low key kind of entry. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean the stakes get bi- so big. I'm trying to think of a couple. A casual Friday feels like one like that to me. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. because it's right in between, uh, hmm. it's right at the end of the Michael Scott paper company arc. Actually, I guess they do have that whole thing where they have to reconcile the, the two sides. Right. Um, but that that one for me is easy to like, easy to forget about, I guess, because it's sure. at the mm-hmm. end of such a large arc and right before Company Picnic. Cafe Disco, in a weird way, is kind of like that. Everybody Yeah. I mean, you know, I've always stated on the show that one one of my favorite episodes is murder, where not not a lot happens. But but that's not like a good everyday well, life. I, I don't think that the it has to be mundane. I mean, I don't right. I don't, like. I, I, would I guess say you're right. Yeah, it just has to be like a smaller episode or a smaller moment that maybe you know you just love it anyway. You know, um, I feel like that way with St. Patrick's Day a little bit in season six, um, where like they're they're trying to leave the office. To go out mm. for St. Patrick's Day, you know that's like one of the main points of tension. I think, mm-hmm. that, like, I don't know. I, I know that the jokes and, and stuff are bigger in season nine and season eight, but a lot of the season nine ones are kind of like that. They they're are. Just kinda, it's, they're easy to ignore. Yeah. Like um, Junior Salesman is kind of like that for me. Mm. It, it's like it's easy to forget about in the larger scope of everything that happens in season nine. So many plot points, but. Like the dynamic of Dwight having to choose between all of his friends and us getting to meet all of his friends and then Dwight eventually picking no one. Um, <laughs> I just love meeting Dwight's friends. Like that's a that's a little one that I always really love. Uh, local ad is pretty chill except for mm-hmm. the actual when you see the whole thing at the end and they're at the bar. Uh, but I don't know. Other than that, it's pretty it's 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 pretty chill. I guess you get all the music stuff. It's like everything there's always something. Um but stuff that just takes place in the is is never really leaves the main portion of the office. Oh, all feels and email surveillance is pretty dry, hmm. pretty mundane as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even argue that like I, I well, no. See, every time I, I, I was of... like you could argue christening because there's just something about the church and the 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 color of the room where they host the reception after uh, they do the baptisms that is such a familiar like Catholic church multi use room to me mm-hmm. that it's so mundane <laughs> like there's some other locations that mm-hmm. they do a really good job at making them just this is very boring look at these scones I- Jim thousands of them <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the fire is almost kind of a, a quieter episode in a way just you, they're just standing in the parking lot almost the entire episode yeah um, outside of the actual about fire that. it's pretty kind of just kicking around the parking lot right yeah 
There's certainly yeah. a lot to be uh, discussed here. We've we've given, now given Ian about 14 uh, answers. <laughs> yeah, I feel like well, I, I, I like I like the question because it's like it's not what's underrated or it's just kind of like what stands out to you that is kind of under. The I radar. think we do owe Ian our answer of what what episode is the most mundane. I would and uh, what episode is the most mundane? Is that the direct question? Then yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I like what oh, conflict resolution is good too. Yeah, how, yeah, even even drug testing. I mean, so many in season two I feel well, like your, you get your... a lot more. It's, it seems like in season two, they're still cutting it. They're still editing in just like random moments of people, you know, using the copier and things like that, too. You know, that, yeah, I, that definitely goes away after I'm gonna, a while. I'm, my vote's for performance review, just because yeah, it's, mine too. it's such a boring nice. function of the office is what the whole episode mm-hmm. revolves around. Yep, I think that's a good one. That's a good that's one. A great answer. All right, there you go, Ian. Hope you're happy Lock with that in. answer because that's all we got. Let's move on uh, to Becca. Hi, my name is Becca. I'm calling from Alabama. Um, if you couldn't tell by my voice, hi. Um, so I discovered you guys, uh, I don't even know when. It's only been a few months because I only started watching The Office when quarantine hit and Comedy wow. Central was showing it every day. I'm 36 years old, but I just never really got it, never really listened to it. Um, so anyways, uh, now watch the show on repeat. Uh, I've never related to Billie Eilish until I heard about her obsession with <laughs> Freaking the Office. Um, today, I was listening to the Ryan one, and I don't know why I never thought about it. Ryan's in the office at Scranton. So did David Wallace interview all these people in New York? But when did he interview Ryan? Did he interview hmm. him on the phone? Did he already have an interview with them? How did Ryan even get into the mix? And given everything that we know about Ryan, doesn't this just give us another reason to think David Wallace is a little bit loony? I mean, if we didn't already (laughs) think he was loony that time we came to his house, Michael came and his son's playing the drums. And anyway, so... (laughs) Uh, oh, That's not minute David thirty, Wallace. trying to keep it under the minute range, but it didn't happen. Um, don't gotta play the voicemail, but maybe just talk about it. I don't know, or email me. Who cares? Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate the hustle. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you, Becca. Um, oh my gosh, that's so funny that uh, you just started watching during quarantine. That's great. Yeah, um, fresh fan. Man, I would love to discover The Office for the first time again. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, what do you? What do you? What? It's it's a good point about. I mean, we could probably assume that Ryan decided to apply, called David, and assume they did an interview of the phone. We don't see Ryan go to New York. I, I mean, feel like I, they were doing batch interviews. Like they would have had Jim when Jim and Karen go. Would they have had Ryan go too if he was apl- if he was applying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it, it, it is a little strange that he's a surprise that Michael and Jim and Karen all don't know. I mean, what well, he says. I, what he. Sorry, go ahead, Chunk. What he says. Well, Ryan, Ryan's a, a a temp. No, a salesman at this. He's point a temp in the show. Still, junior junior sales executive. He's a, right? I think he's a junior, salesman because he yeah, took over junior. for Jim. Anyways, uh, that'll show him. Am I right? Yeah, because he learns how to make a sale from Dwight and stuff like that. Sure. But um, uh, I could easily see just no one really caring that he's like, Hey, I'm going to be gone tomorrow. And they're just like, okay, <laughs> thanks temp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, he, well, that he so, just snuck up there and had the interview. 
what David says is what that call is. So I know we so I know we left the other day on a note of uncertainty, but after some more thought, I'm very pleased to be able to offer you this job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be nice to have another MBA around. So we can assume Ryan finishes school and immediately is like, okay, can I work above Michael, please? And <laughs> mm-hmm. I I assume they did this on the phone, but yeah, maybe they talked and like none of the applicants were jumping out to to David or well we know that um Jim probably turned the job down said that he didn't want it withdrew his name for consideration right and uh Michael and so did Michael I I think it's fair to guess that Jim was going to get the job Mm. I think that's how I think that's what we're led to believe yes and then when it wasn't Jim Michael might have been next in line and <laughs> but uh I mean it's it's later questionable whether or not he was actually being considered. What do you want me to say? He's a nice guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean I could see uh you know them not really taking Ryan's interview so seriously and just saying, "Well, let's just do it over the phone and well, you know, we've got a lot of other applicants and then it was like Oh God! Well, ha- what about this kid? He's an MBA. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we considering him? The, what yeah, about I'm, this guy? Went to Cornell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan for VP. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that could have happened, and again, we're just making stuff up, but mm-hmm. in, in via, maybe via business school, there's some sort of connection to Dunder Mifflin Corporate, like for whatever Ryan's higher education program is. Often there are mm. networking opportunities or mentoring opportunities, and maybe. I'm just making up a scenario where maybe a mentor or someone in his network says, well, I know David Wallace. I could give him a call. And then yeah. it would be very easy to believe that you're being buried under Michael where he's got this weird relationship with you. Very um, weird. And you've got a lot of thoughts about how the company could run and how the branches branches should not be run based on Michael. Like he says to Jim in the next season, I know exactly how much time and manpower is wasted at this branch. Or he says that to, uh, yeah. I think he says that to Michael or Jim, but he says if you spend as much time working on your sales, yeah, yeah, as uh, as you do goofing off with Dwight and talking to Pam, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So um, (laughs) that that maybe maybe that is the maybe that's the missing link. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's right, and I think it was just the opportunity to hire someone that young who maybe was probably talking kissing a lot of David Wallace's ass and was like, Hey, I have new ideas. You're a paper, you're a failing paper company and you need some new blood in there. And that was probably attractive to the board. And, and they went ahead and hired him. Um, mm-hmm. and he promptly defrauded the company. <laughs> but we do, uh, we do, uh, eventually we will do a bigger episode about David Wallace. And I think we'll dig into whether or not David Wallace is an effective manager. I mean, yeah. an effective VP, I, I guess. I'll say manager. this. He gets talked into huge decisions quickly, often on the show. So <laughs> Ryan being, <laughs> yeah. Ryan being about able, a multi-million dollar buyout. Know, and he just does it. Uh, or even Andy convincing him to buy the whole company back. Like mm-hmm. he just does these things. So it's not hard to believe Ryan could talk himself into that job. So, but um, Becca, thank you for joining the fam and welcome Thanks, to Becca. the office. Um, all right, we've gone. We've been to Arkansas, to Alabama, and we'll stay in the southern half of the U.S., but move a little west to Jacob in Phoenix. Hey, MSPC, Jacob calling from Dunder Mifflin, Phoenix. I want to start out saying love the pod, love what you guys do. Honestly, it's great. I'm a constant, constant, constant re-listener. That's and nice, man. usually I bounce around with your episodes, but uh, this time I've started from one. 
and I'm rolling all the way through. Let's go. Um, enjoying it <laughs> very awesome. much. And uh, just again, thanks for what you guys do. You put out great content. Hilarious. Love the drops. Uh, Alex, great job. Sean, love your comments, your darkness. Uh, amazing. Edwin, love your knowledge and commitment uh, to the show. So thanks again. Guys, I'd love Sean's wardrobe, um, too. Quick comment. Uh, you don't have to discuss it too much. But uh, in the Niagara episode, I always found this strange. When Dwight is giving this confirmation code, he uses the phonetic alphabet for the first two letters, but then doesn't for the third. You know, Romeo, Tango, G. Like, why would he not say Romeo, Tango, Golf? <laughs> Very often, I use the phonetic alphabet a lot in my line of work, and uh, I just find it strange that Dwight would not finish it off. I don't know. Weird little thing I noticed as much as I watch the show. You know how it is. You pick up on this thing. So, anyways, do with that what you will. I love you guys. Keep it up. Can't wait to hear the next episode next Thursday. Later, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Ask and you shall receive. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, that's so funny. I mean, I like, I've obviously I've never noticed that, but I wonder if it's just, I mean, Dwight is so confident in his knowledge of these, of these things like Mm. military lingo and all these things that, you know, it's, it's great when you get little reminders that he's not actually trained in any of this. No, no, he's not. (laughs) He's a volunteer sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. he must be a you know a prolific reader or something like that. But yeah, I like the I like that. You know, he does. He forgot. He doesn't know what what G is because he doesn't <laughs> need to use the phonetic alphabet. No, that often. No. Uh, and, go ahead. Oh, I this, this I was gonna say, and I had spoken to Teresa about a room with two safes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to contribute any of value. Just the the next line from Dwight. Why does he need two safes? Yeah. <laughs> Mine was green. All right. Uh, I okay. Just a quick question. So I can I know I know the phonetic alphabet up through like H or J H I J ish. Do you guys know? Do you know the whole no. thing? No. no. Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo Foxtrot Golf Hotel India Juliet. I only yeah. know that from playing video games uh, hmm. and Call of Duty. Hmm. But uh, after that, here's how it goes. Kangaroo. Uh, yeah, do, yeah. Do you know it goes Kilo, Lima, Mike. Oh yeah. November, Oscar, Papa, <laughs> Quebec. <laughs> they have a Q in there. Quebec, oh. Romeo, Sierra, Tango. Of course, Uniform, Victor. W is whiskey. X-ray, yeah. Yankee. And do you know Z? Zuma. Zelda. <laughs> Zulu. Close. Zulu. Zulu. <laughs> there you go. There's the Zulu. whole alphabet okay. for you. All right, that's it. Great. Now we'll we'll always remember that. If, you, I, if we're going initials, we could call you Sean Sierra Romeo, which is a cool ooh, name. Sierra it's Romeo a sick is name. a cool name. Yeah, Edwin, you'd be uh, you'd be Echo Juliet. <laughs> I, I and I do all the time. And I'd be Alpha Whiskey, <laughs> uh, which you I love. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. I I do often have to correct people spelling my last name because oh, it's. There you go. I, and I always have to say Anna's in November. I, you should yep, say I do too. all the time. Juliet, Alpha, November, Echo, Sierra. Yeah, yeah. You should yeah. start. <laughs> but I, uh, I love this the catch of the small detail. That's like I. That's like my favorite thing about. Um, one of my favorite things about the show is that all yeah. the little details. Uh, you know what? One thing that I saw 
in preparing for this episode for Hank is when uh, Michael says, you think Hank's going to be loyal to you? Hank, please escort Charles from the building. There's a look that Charles gives to the camera. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it's really, really quick, but it's great. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Jacob. Let's move on. Last voicemail here from M. Hey, what up, Cynthia? This is M from the Northeast branch. <laughs> I've heard you post this interaction several times, but I've never heard you actually talk about the joke, so I thought I'd just chime in. It's between Kelly's parents and Michael at the Diwali celebration. After mm-hmm. Kelly's dad asks how long he's been married to the cheerleader, a.k.a. Carol, Kelly's mom says she is very fair, and Michael replies she is very fair, very fair and very kind. But what she meant was she's very pale and blonde. And what Michael heard is she has a finely finely tuned sense of justice. And that has always made me laugh. Love you guys. Please sit out. What what an exceptionally well-read voicemail or well-said voicemail. Yeah. Beautiful. Rehearsed. It was was definitely written down and reading What up, Cynthia? What up, Cynthia? What up, Cynthia? (laughs) Just just a minute, Cynthia. (laughs) Yeah. I just like this. The way team. Michael hangs his head after that is Yeah. <laughs> I I like that it's kind of goes off the our, our first voicemail of just noticing a little detail that I really like. Because I, I think she's totally right that Michael does think, yeah, she is very fair and kind. Like <laughs> and I, I think that's just funny to think that's what's going on in Michael's head. Yeah. That, no, that I think it's exactly right. Yeah, I think that's totally. the exact joke, but it's so so good that that Michael has an interaction with Kelly's parents too is really funny. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the way that he looks at her, she is very fair and very kind. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few of those when Michael earnestly doesn't know what's going on, but he still like rolls with it. Um, mm-hmm. I just had another example. It's in a my very gay friendly neighborhood. <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> Michael is the king of confidently incorrect. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Nobody I don't isn't. know what the f- that was. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's all. That's a short. That's a short one. But, okay. uh, a, a model voicemail right there. Thank you so Perfect. much. Thank you, M. Thank you, M. Uh, that's it uh, for the VMs, guys. Okay. Well, then that means that it's time uh, to get to the winner of our costume contest to crown our hay king. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I am the winner of the costume contest. Purebred, mixed bread, or purebred. Um, Thank you so much to everybody who sent us uh, costumes. Uh, uh, We ask that you send them via email. Some of you did send them to us on Instagram, too. Uh, We love them. We love love them them all all. very much. Um, Some adorable... Babies as Dwight. God, baby Dwight always kills me. Baby, baby Dwight, Dwight is so good. We had, so we had, we had several the, different kid Dwights come in. The parted hair and the big glasses. The it's tie. Hilarious. Yeah, we had good ones. Yeah, we, a lot of um, lot of honorable mentions. And again, we'll 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 post some of the winners here. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a bunch of good ones. But we sort of so yeah, we wanted to give a shout out to to a few people um that that sent us in just great stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. A few different Pam cats. I know, Leah, you sent in a Pam cat. That was great as well. Um, we also had Courtney, who uh, went as a, a cat Pam. Uh, or our partner went as cat Pam. She was three-hole punch Jim. Several three-hole mm-hmm. punch Jims. Mm-hmm. The office fan's office costume right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Sam sent in. Uh, had had three of them. A golden face Cre- and Creed with blood splattered over. And Madge as well. 
Uh, really good stuff. But let's start with we had a tie, in for third place. And again, we're we're giving our first place winner a, a, a sweater from the store. But we want to shout out, and we'll post these of our tie for third place. We had is between Dave, who went as Madge. Uh, sorry, Dave, who went as Jim as Jim Madge, as Madge, which Perfect. is. The details were awesome. He had the mustache, yeah. the big old mustache, a Madge badge on there, a clipboard. Um, looked fantastic. And we love the extra detail of going as Jim as Madge. That's great. Well done. Uh, also tied there with Jess, who went as um, hospitalized D'Angelo. But it was it was a it was a it was a two parter costume because her friend was also D'Angelo pre injury uh, as well. So great one two combo there. I don't know if you guys have seen the meme or the photo of D'Angela, which is just Will Ferrell's face like, oh, as Angela. That would be an amazing costume. I don't know how you'd bring it to life, but if you had it's D'Angela. Stuff of nightmares right there. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, sorry, really quick, to shout out the baby Dwights. Drew dressed his kid as a baby Dwight, and Lucy also dressed her kid as Dwight, and both of them absolutely crushed it. Um, so cute, so yeah, funny, really cute. <laughs> but you know, it's, it was hard to you can it's hard to choose between two kid Dwight's, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Our runner up, our second place here, um, goes to Maddie, who made a fun run Dwight and Michael um, <laughs> costume. Uh, t- two of them went together, and you they, know they recreated <sighs> the photo fo- a, a screen grab, <laughs> yes, of of Dwight in the Shroot Farms Beats shirt. Uh, Michael, uh, they each had. One and two, the jersey numbers, and it's just a great detail. Them going as one is two. <laughs> Michael's like, I will be one. Can I be two, Michael? That must have happened at some point. But the expression on Maddie's face, the 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 physical properties she brought to this <laughs> costume are that's that's mm-hmm. stiff bottom lip. It's really funny. Just the, to go back and forth between them is really good. It's we really good. we love the details, uh, which brings us to our winner of our costume contest this year, Matt who went as Michael from the injury. That's Michael with a bubble-wrapped foot. Um, I, I mean, guys, what can you say about this? It's it's perfect. He's got the bubble-wrapped foot. He's got a, He's on the crutches, so it's like you got you to gotta commit to the crutches all night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, unless that's you're true. walking on the bubble wrap, but, like, that would be unpleasant, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. pop it all. The You'd have sweats. To, yeah, I mean, he actually burned his foot in a George Foreman. I can see it. Right? No, he didn't. <laughs> but he's got the he's got the one running shoe. He's got the right color sweatpants. He's got the unbuttoned shirt, and he's still wearing the jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, every it's bit meticulous. of detail, head to toe. Uh, yeah, just just did it perfectly. If only so. he had country croc. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Matt, we'll reach out to you on uh, on email and get back to you and um, get you a sweater, and then. Y'all blast on your socials out there. Show, rep the gear. Show it. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we got some samples in. We're liking how it looks. And you can get your own, too. Yeah. But thank you right. again for everyone who sent in pictures and stuff. It's always fun to interact uh, with everybody and just kind of like... It, it, these are kind of things that you do for one night, and it's fun to kind of yeah. uh, reconnect with all these different office fans to see all these costumes together. It's pretty totally. amazing. So, yep. Yeah. And none of us went as office costumes, but I did say I would go as adjacent one, which for me was as Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. uh, as we did oh, do yeah, biscuits did. with yeah. the boss. Um, so it's in our MSP feed, MSPC feed, but it wasn't an office costume. But mm-hmm. yes, and uh, and my my partner went as Keely. Uh, that was a good time. It was a great costume. Uh, great I want to say this too, Sean. 
Sean and his wife Ryan um, absolutely just killed this costume. Raleigh St. Clair and Dudley from the Royal Tenenbaums. That's Bill it's Murray's Bill. character and the kid yeah. that he is studying. Um, it was perfect, Sean. It's really perfect. He dyed all, his whole beard gray. It was awesome. It was all Ryan's idea. Yeah, we made the book. Ryan made the hat that says Dudley embroidered on it. it was... you, had, you had a purple turtleneck. Oh yeah, the big pants, With the, the corduroy loafers. jacket. Oh, yeah, God, it was good. It's really, well if done. you know, you know. Yep. But uh... <laughs> Edwin, did you dress up for anything? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, not a cool. There's no good story about this. <laughs> I was worried you were Edwin. It was me. your it was your birthday weekend, so happy birthday! Thanks, Ben. Darn. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, my uh, my uh, my cousins in town were out of town, um, and. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday, Creed. <laughs> but ba- basically, I've had a ton of busy weekends, and I was very grateful for a low-key one. So, yeah. Nice. Really, really good podcast well content right here. Yeah. The guys <laughs> afternoon in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, congrats well, to Matt. Great job. Yep, uh, we'll post job. that. Uh, if you're okay with that, we'll we'll post that photo on our socials in, the, in this week when it comes out. Thank you to everyone who submitted for the costume contest. And thank you to everyone who calls in and leaves us voicemails that we love to play on the show. You can call and leave us one, 503-694-9314. Call and and do your best to keep it under 90 seconds. It could wind up on the show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What? I'm not sure. We're not super strict about that. But anyway, uh, email us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Send us trivia. Send us questions. Uh, oh, we got uh, all of the trivia that people sent. Thank you. We've thank, thank you. Yes, yes. We have yeah, a whole yeah. bunch. We can do an extended mm-hmm. trivia episode here. Soon. Our shelves thank are you. overflowing with preserves. Uh, yes, trivia, yeah. <laughs> trivia preserves. <laughs> really appreciate that. Thank you. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We now have a merch store, mspcstore.com. Oh. Get yourself a sweater, a t-shirt, or a mug. With you can pick any character the nate mugs uh, to, are selling like hotcakes oh baby yeah um and uh and and join us on patreon patreon.com slash michael scott become a scott's tot it's five bucks a month you support the show uh you get bonus content on there we've done several monthly mailbag episodes that you can listen to so if you've listened to this entire catalog there's more um, and then you can join the conversation and send us questions every month, and we'll 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 answer them on our on our on our mailbag episode. Uh, we also make a donation to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund as well. So please uh, join us on Patreon. Special thanks to all of our Scots Tots. We love you guys so much. Thank you for uh, believing in this and supporting this show. Uh, a special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs all our artwork, which you'll find on the merch store. Um, this episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you in, for listening. In Portland and Leavenworth. In and LA. Leavenworth coming coming live from Leavenworth, <laughs> yeah. Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, it, it is amazing to interact with everyone, to know that there are people out there listening to us uh, hang out. Thank you for spending some time with us. Um, you know, whenever we do hear people say that they re-listen, that's like such an amazing compliment to get. Like, and it really, really warms Warms my heart, warms our hearts. So mm-hmm. um, that's it's it's so so cool, and uh, just uh, just know that we truly appreciate it. And um, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, yes sir. sir.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.